What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into some more spooky content. <laughs> um, things are going to be a little bit different this week and maybe a little bit different for the foreseeable future mm -hmm. um, as far as what we will be covering and the types of episodes that we will be doing for question mark yeah amount of time <laughs> yeah um some of you guys already know but as of this recording the sag strike is going on and that kind of affects us as a podcast so mm -hmm. in response to that we are switching things up and we are pivoting a bit um but we're still keeping it spooky we're still staying in the in the realm that we're used to it's just going to be a little bit different mm -hmm. um but still fun still exciting Yes. And um, we still got some very spooky things to uh, oh. talk about today. Always. Do not fear. We are still the horror homies. We will still <laughs> be covering horror and all the capacities that we can. Um, and we've got some cool ideas, we think, for different topics that we can cover in the future. This is actually kind of fun, I think, because this will be a time for us to switch and cover some other elements of horror that we don't always cover on the podcast or that we maybe have covered like very, very early on mm -hmm. and then never went back to. So do not fret. We have some fun stuff in mind for the future. But also side note of that, footnote of that, that this actually was pre, this was planned before anything happened, but we will not have a new episode next Monday because I will be in L.A. Mm -hmm. I will be on a little trip and we're both going to be hanging out, doing some very exciting stuff that we will be sure to inform you guys about later on. But yeah, uh, we had already planned to take a break because I didn't want to record while I was out there. <laughs> on vacation. So, yeah. <laughs> so we had already planned to take a break. So yes, no new episode next Monday. Just a heads up. For anybody who watches a stream, uh, there will also be no stream actually for the next two Mondays. Mm -hmm. So just a little announcement just to keep you guys informed so you aren't checking for us and we're not there. Um, no new episode. But still, we wanted to make sure we had a spicy brand spanking new episode for you guys this week. And so we're actually going to be taking a look at some horror shorts um, that we watched on YouTube. And actually, I mean, so if you guys are on our Discord, shameless plug, join the Discord if you so mm -hmm. desire. Uh, we actually have a whole channel that is dedicated to sharing horror shorts that, you know, you just stumble upon or that you love and you want to share them with us. So we've had shorts in there that we've actually watched on stream or we've just talked about in there, but we've never actually done an episode where we kind of discussed any 
or dove into any deeper. And I don't think we've ever even really talked on here about like shorts that we just like, like horror shorts that we enjoy. Yeah. So for this episode, we are doing a collection of very popular horror shorts along with horror shorts that were submitted from you guys Mm -hmm. that um, we collectively watched and picked a few that we thought would be fun to talk about today. Um, And also just to talk about horror shorts in general, which um, I'm actually kind of curious to hear from you, Erica, um, your opinions on like what makes a good horror short? Like what makes it what makes them effective? What makes them work for you? Like what's what's the deal? The thing that's nice about shorts, it particularly for horror, is that the whole point, the whole thing about a scare is that there's no time limit to it. So that mm-hmm. it could be a minute long and it could still be super effective as long as the topic that you're covering is scary and you still have that good buildup and that good suspense. Because if you think about it, a jump scare and the buildup to that usually does kind of fall perfectly in line for a short. You think about like just taking that moment in time, you are probably going to run about roughly two minutes tops at least from Mm -hmm. the start to the finish and so i feel like you kind of have the perfect little just moment in time to turn into a short and also you can kind of do it on any budget they're really accessible when it comes to them i'm not i'm not gonna pretend like i'm not exactly looking for the same things that i am in a fooling film in the sense of I do think that there is still a certain amount of care that needs to be put into them. But I'm also not as kind of picky about the same things as far as, you know, the budget that they might have or the way that the effects look or the way that the acting might be. I feel like I I tend to be a little bit more lenient for shorts. But I think that's because I love this idea that kind of anybody can make one as long as they have a great idea and... If that idea is seen through and effective, it kind of works for me. I personally, especially after watching them, so many of them in succession for today, uh, one thing I have noticed that a lot of them have in common is in a way that's I feel like different from from full length movies is that a lot of them lean heavily into the more fantastical or the more kind of otherworldly feeling or creatures or events and they really lean into the most kind of absurd thing that they can show and have that be the the scare which can still be effective but personally for me i think that the shorts are best when they really really dig deep into a particular fear that i think a lot of people have Mm -hmm. um like i i think those ones work better for me than the ones where it's a like very specific and it's like okay obviously the director or the writer had a dream once about (laughs) about a salad that (laughs) a sentient salad and they and they leaned into it it doesn't mean that it can't still be fun it's just not it's not going to scare me in the same Uh way that i think ones where they really hone in on a particular fear that I think is widespread amongst people that those ones really get under my skin. I I mean, I feel that. um, But I do think that's one of the benefits of short films is you don't have to 
explain everything because you have such a short amount of time mm -hmm. so yeah that does lend to a lot of people going down the fantastical route because it's like whatever you get presented in this you know three to ten minutes you just kind of have to accept that for what it yeah. is and so it does allow you that leniency to do that but i agree with you i think the more compelling shorts especially within the horror genre are the ones that like you said, pick a particular fear and just mm -hmm. kind of run with it. And, you know, even those shorts, and we'll talk about a couple of them in this list, like those shorts that are grounded in a real fear can still get a little bit, you know, fantasy about it. Um, but it's that having that root in something, I do think it, um, helps with its effectiveness mm -hmm. um, and just gives you a different perception of something that you've probably already thought about, but just not in the context that they're going to show you in their little short piece. Yeah. Because, um, like, one that's, I, I think one of the first short films or short horror films that I saw was, like, the Lights Out one. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember that one being particularly scary because it was just, like, the fear of, you know, the dark and what could be lurking in the dark. And so, like, something as simple as that and just flipping a switch on and off like it it sounds simple on paper but then when you see it in execution it's like oh man that's actually really scary yeah i think there's something to be said almost about the ones that are simple mm -hmm. because because it is such a condensed amount of time and because you can't explain things there is something that i like about the ones that are very basic in their idea and maybe just get stretched visually for a longer period of time. But the simplicity, I think, is what makes these strong in, mm -hmm. in a way. Because, yeah, you don't want to overwhelm the time limit. You don't yeah. want to try and throw so much in there that it almost feels overwhelming to the viewer. And then you're left feeling confused more so than satisfied by the time that it's over and i think that that's actually honestly really easy to do with a short it's easy to overwhelm because you're trying to condense an idea yeah. but the simplistic ones i think for me always hit and it's actually from you mentioning that i know that lights out is the one that most people kind of think of however i do want to say that the channel um pony smashers who made lights out like the short film and they made other shorts that it's the same director and the same actress oh, and okay. i watched some of that i i like them i really okay. do i think that they are so good but i think it's because they really do a good job of that simplicity uh -huh. and keeping things keeping the scare this one thing that you're anticipating and building up to and then really following through with that. So if you guys want to go check, I actually think because these, the other ones that they did came later and they had time to build off of what they started with. I actually think that some of their later ones, I, I, I almost prefer, but the one attic panic I think is my favorite of theirs. So if you guys haven't gone and checked out any of the other shorts that they've done, I highly recommend it. Okay. I'll have to do that because I only know them from the one personally. Yeah. Um, I'm with I'm with the masses here in that regard. Um, yeah. But I but mean, I that mean, makes I, a lot of sense. They got, say again. 
I was just gonna say, understandably, it's the biggest one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, we have quite a quite a collection here on this list too, and I do think between all of these, um, something I noticed is a lot of these short films will fall into two categories, at least for me, is like you have the ones that are almost like a proof of concept or just like the more simplistic ones mm-hmm. that, you know, take a certain idea and just kind of run with it for um, X amount of time. And I feel like those ones are typically shorter versus the full, I, I think like full stories, but in short form mm-hmm. where they really try and pack in an entire short film in a length of time. And like, I feel like those ones typically are a little bit longer, like 10 to 20 minutes, but those are trying to tell like full stories in a shorter amount of time. And I do think that those work and those are great for like indie um, directors and people who are just trying to make a film, but can't afford to do a feature. Um, But I do feel like those ones run the risk of falling flat more often than the shorter ones. Cause I think the shorter ones, you know, it's it's very quick. You're in there, you're out, yeah. you get the experience and you're gone. The longer ones, it's like, you know, you got to have a good plot in there. You got to have good characters. You really got to stretch some things to make those ones work. No, truly, because I so a short film, as long as it's running time, including credits is 40 minutes or less, you can be defined as a short film. So you could really pad that runtime, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I feel like you reach a certain point where you think to yourself, I could have just watched a full length film. I mean, yeah. we're we're not that short, <laughs> like <laughs> because there are some movies now that are 60 minutes. True. I mean, you can you can have basically an hour. So then you start to think, OK, we I, I just that's why I feel like the more cut and concise for me, I think, honestly, the sweet spot, which we have a couple on the list today that are the sweet spot for me is like seven, eight minutes. Mm-hmm. I do like the shorter ones as well, but I I feel like something about just seven, eight minutes, a little bit of extra time to add some extra visuals, but not too long where you can overrun yourself with story. That to me is like, oh, when you reach that, you hit it. You just bullseye for me so that's i'm coming to find i think my preferred time for a short particularly a horror short and also too i've said this a couple of times i cannot recall if i've said it on one of our actual episodes i know i've said it during our stream Mm -hmm. um but i will also say that to me short films are just as valid of a kind of form of media i think especially with the with youtube and the ability to upload it and gain million millions and millions of views and still have it seen and you can still upload them to different festivals and things like that i think that that there are just some obviously i think most people go into this and they think oh it would be great if i could fully realize this idea But I do think it's important that sometimes we leave the ideas as they are because there are some shorts that honestly, I think that's the perfect form for them. And I hate to see them get, you know, turned into something bigger and then that not do as well and that be the thing that gets remembered when the short is 
is like perfect as is. Mm -hmm. And so I hope, and obviously there are so many, like even just looking up for this video, there are so many short horror films on YouTube. So obviously there are a lot where it's clear that the people said, you know what, I just want to make this and I'm happy with that. And that's great. Um, And I love that because Mm -hmm. I honestly do think that a lot of times that's all it needs to be. And that can still be as effective and as memorable as if, you know, you went the full, you went all the way and got like a huge theatrical release. I don't always think that that's completely necessary. And so I think it's always nice to go back and watch these movies and, and, and see ones where you're like, damn, that was good. And that was exactly how it was supposed to be. Um, And I honestly did have some like that today. I feel that. Mm-hmm. And especially in 2023, you know, we love short form content. So oh, it's yeah. like, you know, sometimes during your lunch break, you want to watch a quick uh, scary movie and you don't have enough time to watch a full feature. So these are perfect for that. These are perfect. Uh, also, too, on Instagram and on TikTok, there are a lot of content creators who are making 60 second shorts that mm-hmm. are pretty fucking good like yeah they're actually quite terrifying and they're very well done and i'm loving that like i love seeing that and i think that (laughs) that is just a product of yeah us being comfortable with short form content and people being comfortable can condensing an idea and saying okay Mm -hmm. cool yeah i could pull out a cool idea yes some of them have like part one part two part three whatever but even still was that three minute stops yeah that's great (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we love that. We love that. Um, but without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into our little list here. So I suppose we are technically entering into spoiler territory now, homies. So you have been warned. But today we're talking about some horror shorts, uh, starting off with a very popular one as far as um, recommendations go. But it's The Bedfellows from 2010, mm-hmm. um, coming from Drew Daywalt. Uh, this one's definitely on the shorter side because I think it's only like three-ish minutes long. Yeah, it's like that. two and a half minutes or something. Yeah, really short concept. You know, you got this woman in bed, um, thinks she's in bed with her husband. Turns out she's not. There's some creature in there with her. Talking about simple concepts here, I mean, I feel like this is kind of as simple as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually found this one to be pretty effective for how short it was. Oh, yeah, definitely. Also, drink every time we say horror short or just short, you'll die. (laughs) You'll be dead by the end of the episode. But yeah, this one is one of the most concise ones that we have, particularly as far as the idea. It it feels very urban legend, creepypasta-esque in the... Mm -hmm. In the story, which maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. I don't know mm-hmm. if this one did or that <laughs> something because I feel like um, so many iterations of this story have been told. And I'm trying to think. I feel like the the design of this creature will kind of see similar designs Talking about the ashy, the ashy monster. The ashy, the big, the exaggerated features. That's a very popular look, I think. Yeah, it is. For for monsters, um, particularly, I think, when you're dealing with a lower budget. Not to say that they aren't scary, because there is something very unsettling about that. I think as soon as you exaggerate features, it starts to get that uncanny feeling where it's like, this feels like it should be a human, but it's obviously not. Also, this is the palest of uh, creature. 
of the night. We'll also that's also very popular. Very pale. Yeah. I haven't had any sun in since birth. True. At, like creatures. <laughs> yeah. Um. But very simple, short. All again, very quick, but mm-hmm. effective and does does what it's trying to do in three minutes or less. And that's kind of what you're looking for within this particular medium. You know, you have your idea and you execute. I think this one, again, does a really good job. Same. Um, It makes sense that it's so popular. Yeah. I think that uh, another thing that's cool about this too, and is that it doesn't really go for a jump scare. Not really. Mm. It's more of just a, this is a scary situation, isn't it? Wouldn't you hate to be in this situation? It's more of that uneasy feeling, which I actually think works really well for this. And I actually really like the way that it ends on this kind of what's going to happen next sort of feeling. Also, I just love that. I love that prior to all of this happening, he was cool to just be all cuddled and cozied up in the bed he didn't he was right? like i'm just just gonna go to sleep and i was kind of <laughs> chilling until you woke up and started acting all crazy um, yeah i could have been a happy me. little spoon but you yeah. had to go and yeah. mess up the whole situation snug as a bug in the rug like <laughs> and for what <laughs> and now you want to ruin that for him for your actual <laughs> boyfriend slash husband come on man yeah and now i did see that there was like a sequel to this kind of sorta mm-hmm. um where it's a little bit of a longer version and they go more into the jump scare-esque style where like it's the same concept everything different person um but instead she like gets pulled under the bed and they do the whole like oh captured by the monster mm-hmm. and it's it's okay i actually saw a lot of people in the comments saying that they like the original more just because it was a lot more just direct and straight to the point. Um, I think both are good. Um, but regardless, I think the idea in and of itself um, works yeah. um, and is great for this, uh, you know, the specific medium. So that leads us into our next one, which actually this was a request from me to be put <laughs> on the list. It was not originally on there, but this is one of my favorite, um, my favorites. Anytime anybody asks me for a recommendation. I always, always do this one. And it's 2AM The Smiling Man, which is from 2013 and was directed by Michael Evans. Mm -hmm. This one to me, this is a perfect example, I think, for me of what is effective when it comes to the sort of shorts that I like. Um, And because there's a couple of things I like about this. A, the whole situation, because basically for anybody who hasn't seen it, Uh, There is a young man walking home at 2 a.m., walking down the street, and he sees a smiling guy who, I mean, by all regards, looks like a regular guy, but he's dancing under some street lamps, and they just kind of have this weird interaction, and then the smiling man ends up following him. But what I like about it is this is the kind of fuck shit I used to do. I used to just be walking on the streets. (laughs) In the, in the dead of night through these Hollywood streets for no reason by myself. And this is, I feel like, exactly the type of situation that you don't want to run into because it, I like that it feels kind of innocent because I think what I appreciate about this is this is truly just a regular guy who just has a very eerie smile on his face. Mm-hmm. And so part of it doesn't feel weird until things get weird 
Also, the part where he just looks behind him and the smiling man is just running at him. Uh-huh. That is my one of my biggest fears to just turn around and see someone just charging at me. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's, it's done so well. It's mm-hmm. so good. Oh, yeah. It's definitely done so well. I What's nice about this one is you're right. It it preys on that idea of you are alone walking anywhere at night, right? You're by yourself and like you see someone who is, you know, not necessarily an immediate threat to you, but they make you uneasy, right? So maybe you like cross the street or like you just put some distance between yourself. And I feel like nine out of 10 times when we as people are in this situation, nothing happens, you know, you you make your space and then you go about your way like the mm-hmm. your day continues as is. However, this short praise on that one out of 10 where it's like, what if that person actually does start following you afterwards and Mm -hmm. the fear that comes from that? Um, I think talking about coming from a grounded place, it takes something that a lot of people have experienced and then heightens it to a level of like terrifying. And I think that um, despite the lack of makeup, despite this guy just looking like an ordinary guy, it almost feeds into it being scary because it seems like something that's more realistic, like this could actually happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people find themselves in this scenario where you almost feel bad about thinking that someone could have bad intentions Mm -hmm. and just because it's like well why am i out here on the street at 2 a.m like (laughs) what this man can't dance if he wants to he can't (laughs) he can't leave his friends behind yeah coming home from the from the club or the bar you know it's a little turnt and just enjoying his evening still on cloud nine had Mm -hmm. the best night in the club and he's still dancing on his way home and so i love that too in the way that i think that this gets acted as well because it's only the two of them it's the Mm -hmm. our guy our young guy and it's our smiling man and i think that i also really just like the way that the interaction unfolds because there is this feeling of there you don't want to think the worst of somebody and so you kind of try and play along and i feel like anybody who has lived in a big city has had an interaction like this with some random person on the street where you just I was going to say, I have definitely seen worse than this at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. in Hollywood. Like, bar none, I have seen exponentially worse than yeah. what, the, what the smiling man is doing in this. But in the same vein, it's just like it makes you uneasy because you just mm-hmm. don't know. It's that that level of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And we also have this another, I guess, pattern with these because I it's kind of goes into what you said about how you don't really have to give a definitive ending or a reason for these things but this is another one that ends kind of before anything happens which honestly a big thing I think too with these shorts is there's not a lot of gore there's usually most of the violence that happens is implied Mm -hmm. and so and not really shown and I think a lot of that is due to budget and just because, like I said, a lot of people who make these just want to make them and don't have a ton of money to spend to try and 
hurry up and do a bunch of gore and violence and learn how to do all stage combat and all this extra stuff. And so right. it's, it's easier to just let the audience make up their mind about what they think is going to happen, but also it's very effective. <laughs> and so this is another one of those ones where it kind of cuts off before you really know exactly what happens. But I think it works also very well on this because you don't know the smiling man's intentions. It's hard exactly. to tell what he wants to do because part of it, part of it is like, oh, you're a joker. Like, oh, <laughs> you're just a weird guy who's, <laughs> who's doing... Honestly, if this happened in this day, like if this happened to me now, I would think this was like a YouTube prank. I'd be like, what are you doing? What's right, the name? What's your channel? Yeah, yeah. What's your channel? <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll subscribe. But yeah, you don't really know what is what he wants, what he's going to do. And I will say though, we do kind of get a jump scare in this one. Um, mm -hmm. It's expected, but it still works. I think it still works yeah. for me. Um, but this is actually isn't the only smiling man on this list <laughs> because we do have the smiling man from 2018 from AJ Bronis. Um, and this one, uh, talking about the pale figure, right? This this is another <laughs> this is another uh, short film where we have that idea of an antagonist because in this one you have a young girl. She's watching cartoons in her house. And then all of a sudden she starts seeing balloons pop up around the house mm -hmm. and she proceeds to follow said balloons um, all the while being led by what we only see is like a creepy white hand at first. Um, but then it like leads her down into the kitchen and then she comes face to face with this guy creature yeah. thing, pale looking guy. But he's like re like he's really disturbing Um Kind of, it's, it reminds me a lot of, like, It. I feel like that's what was the inspiration mm -hmm. for this one. Because I definitely feel a lot of those, like, clown Joker vibes. Maybe a little bit of Terrifier in there. Um, but it's just, like, this very uneasy feeling. Because this an this antagonist, this creature guy or whatever, he's playful. And you don't really know exactly what he wants from the young girl. But he's right. just, like, kind of entertaining her, trying to make her smile and whatnot. Um, but then you reach the end of the short and you find out, oh, he murdered her mom. Mm -hmm. And so casual, very casual, yeah, <laughs> very casually just reveals that he murdered her mom. And I'll, although I think that this one has some creepy elements to it, I there was something about this one that didn't hit for me. Um I think that the performance of the smiling man was very good. Like, I think that um, he was portrayed and played in a, a great in a great way. Mm -hmm. um, but the short itself didn't do that much for me. I'll be honest. Okay. So, yeah. So, okay. First, this man does look like he's just covered head to toe in like a sea mud masks. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I don't know if you've, or if you've seen those videos of those women in Jamaica who are just being covered in mud <laughs> <laughs> by those men on the boats. That yeah. is what he looks like, which is fine. I actually do like the way that he looks. I like it because it makes him look very crusty and dusty. Yeah, which, it looks like he slipped in some baby powder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks dry. <laughs> dry as chalk. But it does work for... I, I particularly love the way it looks when he starts to smear the blood on his face because mm -hmm. I think it makes a cool contrast. But yeah, I, I agree with you. It's I like this short... 
because I do love the reveal of the mom. And I love all this stuff, particularly with the stairs and the hand enticing little girl. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about balloons that that they love to throw in to a, a scary it's situation. It's it's, it's the, it. <laughs> it it's is the it. Factor. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it's got it. I yeah, that's true. That's like when I remember when I was living at my old apartment and I kept finding the, <laughs> I kept oh. seeing those red balloons mm -hmm. floating everywhere. Mm, Y'all were freaking out. That's a story for another day. But <laughs> I mean, the Pennywise of it all. It was just weird. <laughs> Why are these here? Yeah, random but, balloons in places they shouldn't be. Very off-putting. Suspicious immediately suspicious because if there is not there better be a birthday party going around going <laughs> on nearby because mm -hmm. if there's not that's weird to me but i think that this is the first one where i wish <laughs> i wish i knew one more thing it does that make sense yeah, I, no. I wish there was, it was one it was missing more like thing. a one thing there was something yes. in there that was missing and yes. I'm not entirely sure what it was, if I'm going to be real right now. Like, I don't know <laughs> right? what I what else I wanted from this short, but there was some element that wasn't there that I think some of these other shorts had that set this one back a little bit. Again, it's yeah. not like it's a terrible short by any means. It's just like I left this one and I was like, hmm, I just feel like, I feel like there was a flavor that I missed. Mm. Missing a little paprika, perhaps. <laughs> well, and I because it went when when it leaves when we leave off with the little girl, and it's kind of a cool idea of him trying to make entertain her and make her laugh, and you don't really know why he is because yeah, he killed her mom, and and he kind of is making that the joke for her, but. So when it ends, it doesn't feel like he has bad intentions for the little girl. But I just, yeah, there's just something, there's an element to it where I almost feel like this could, this is one of those ones where it could have gone on for maybe 10 more seconds or had just one, like, or maybe her dad comes home and that's when he goes shh or something, like shushes mm, her. Like you and then the you're at like, the door or something yeah. like that. And you think, oh shit, here we go, here we go again. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know, something like that. Because at this point in time, I'm imagining a sitcom where the smiling man adopts a little girl <laughs> and they live in the house together. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, there was something else that this one needed, but not a bad short by any means. No. Um, still some um some very cool imagery yeah and some still a very very creepy idea mm -hmm. especially if you put yourself in the viewpoint of this child <laughs> yeah agreed agreed but that one is going to lead us into 2017 where uh, don't look away came out this one was directed by christopher cox this one is a story that I've seen a couple of times, but um, doesn't mean that it's not a good one because I do think I, I do think it makes for a really compelling idea, where basically we meet these two siblings. They are at their house. They're waiting for their dad to come home, and then their mom to come home shortly after the dad, mm -hmm. which the dad and the mom are still together, or no, they're divorced. 
I I missed that part. I, gotta I think they're divorced. I think that's the thing is it's like the mom is coming to pick the kids up. I don't know. Something there's a weird dynamic there. But um, the the sister looks out into the yard and she sees a guy standing there in a tattered suit with a bag and chains over his face and calls the dad, lets him know. And the dad immediately says, don't look away from it. Get your brother to lock the doors, blah, 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 blah. Brother comes upstairs, also sees it. And both of them now have to stare at this at this guy. So starting from that idea, I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I like this. I like where this is going. I mm-hmm. liked the setup of the siblings. I was like, this kind of, I, I like their relationship. This is kind of fun. So once they get up there, I even like the idea of the dad immediately knowing what was going on and saying, yeah. don't look, don't look away. And I appreciate that right away. The daughter was like, say less. <laughs> mm-hmm. My eyes are peeled. I like that. I liked all that. So then the sister, ha- the sister decides to go lock the doors because the brother now can't look away. And so she looks away. And when she does, her guy is no longer there, but the brother still sees the guy there because he kept looking at him. This is when things get a little bit wonky for me mm-hmm. because so as soon as you look away from the guy, he'll move and he'll chase you. So when you look, look at him, he can't move. And when you look away, he can. And so if you look away from him, he will try and kill you. But it was confusing to me because the brother has his own one in the yard. The sister now has her own one who's in the house. And when it starts to attack the sister who tries to just duct tape his eyes and thinks, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) I got this. But it doesn't work, obviously. And so when her bag man starts to attack her, then the brother can see her bag man. But I thought that they were different bag men. Yeah, same, same. (laughs) And and I I feel like even within the short, it gets confusing because, like, the characters try to explain what's going on with this. Right. Um, But I do, I did feel like there was a little bit of inconsistency because, like, there were times, like, when and when people could see the bag men, I feel like definitely flip-flopped a lot. Mm -hmm. And... I think that this particular short, this one was interesting because going back to like the idea of like what kind of short film it is, this one felt like it was a proof of concept for a grander idea. Mm-hmm. Like this felt like the short version of a feature that they wanted to make. So they tried to incorporate as many elements of the feature yeah. into the short as possible. Because even when it ends, it feels like it's about to go into another scene, you know, (laughs) whereas the other shorts feel like they are this isolated um, moment in time. This one feels like everything in the short happens, but then we're supposed to cut to the next scene and we just never do. That's like the the energy that I get from this one. Yeah. When it cut to credits, I thought, huh? Because... This one to me is the one that I think has 
too much dialogue. Yeah, that was <laughs> too that was much the biggest, explanation. That was the biggest thing to me. And like a kind of through line through these, because a lot of short films end up not having that much dialogue just because they don't mm. have that much time. And I feel like this particular short is why. Like you see exactly <laughs> why having too much dialogue will bog you down. Because mm -hmm. for one, sorry, the dialogue wasn't that great. Um, mm -hmm. So it was just like that coupled with the fact that like we are spending all this time talking where I think the most interesting thing about this short is the concept because mm -hmm. the concept is dope. I love this idea of like you can't look away from this thing or it kills you. That's that by itself. That's enough to support the entire short. But they really wanted to fit in like this lore and like these character relationships in there. And I feel like for the length of time that they had, it was a little bit too much. Right, because the lore just basically ends up being, oh yeah, when when me and your mother started dating, it just started following us. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I don't think that that's something we even needed to know. Because I could understand like a generational curse, mm -hmm. but it was just the way that it was explained was quite confusing to me. Because it's like, oh yeah, well me and your mom had one, and we thought you guys were okay, but I guess you guys have them now too. And I was like, sure. I do think that the design of the creature That's i guess really you could call him is pretty cool and so i think what i wanted was a the ending was a little flat because it's it's this discovery of oh there's two of them now and then they just promptly say oh your mom's here and then just forget yeah, just that they have to deal with the other one <laughs> who is now just hanging out in the woods all uh uh like I don't know, a hermit, a <laughs> hermit in the woods now. But I also think the way that it got defeated was a little bit easy for me. And I think that what could have helped is this whole like event takes place in the span of like 20 minutes. And it's not the short itself. The short itself is like eight minutes, but in the universe, this is a 20 minute span of time and it's all during the day. I honestly think if it had been at night and if they had prolonged the amount of time that they had been staring at it, like maybe the dad couldn't get home so fast. Mm -hmm. Maybe he didn't get there right away. And so they did have to stand there and keep staring and staring and staring. And then from there we moved into it, being able to move into the house I think that that would have added some more suspense. I think it would have added a little bit more of an ambiance because them only having to stare at it for like ten, 10 minutes in the daylight waiting for their dad to come home was a little bit not like tense for me. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> and I think that is just coupled with that, that idea that they were perhaps trying to do a little bit too much with this yeah. one where it, organically the idea kind of writes itself because like at some point with this whole you can't look away you're gonna have organic reasons that will force you to look away from this creature mm -hmm. and i feel like having the sister actively decide to look away after being so adamant about staring at it was just kind of strange mm -hmm. whereas like have like you said extend the length of time that they have to look at this thing where either maybe like one of the characters gets tired perhaps they like you know, not off for a second, then all of a sudden the guy is gone or somebody's got to use the bathroom. Like, I don't know. But there's just different reasons that I think could have easily prompted 
a character to look away other than having the character decide, I'm going to look away right now. Right. Well, especially to lock the doors, especially for the dad to say, lock all the doors, because the dad is the one person who should know that that doesn't matter. Yeah. It, locking the doors is irrelevant if you're going to keep staring at it because it's never going to move. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's just little things like that, that I think if they were tuned up, that this would have been really like equally as effective to me as the other ones. But coming from that same year in 2017, we also had Curve from Tim Egan, which I was pleasantly surprised how mm-hmm. um, how into this one I was because it's a very simple premise. Um, we have this woman. We don't know how she got in the situation that she's in. She's basically about to fall into this pit. Um, we don't know why, but she's like on this curved edge about to fall into this dark, almost like sentient abyss. And we spend the entirety of this short film watching her try her best not to slip into this Mm -hmm. hole. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. But it is so tense. Like it is such a tense short. I could not look away. Um, One, the performance was fantastic. I do think that, um, I wish I had her name. Laura, actually. Laura Jane Turner. I specifically wrote it down because I was like, damn, that was a kick-ass performance. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, the actress, Laura Jane Turner killed mm-hmm. it with just, um, we have no dialogue basically here, but we just have this character who is injured in pain, trying to survive the situation and watching her struggle is just so mesmerizing because like, Every every little thing could lead to death. And yeah. so you're just on the edge of your seat thinking, like, how is she going to get out of this situation? Because it really feels hopeless for the entirety of it. It's a nightmare situation. It almost gives me t- chills thinking about myself in a situation like this because it's horrifying. It's mm-hmm. you're literally on the edge of a precipice. Do you <laughs> fall in or do you try and survive? I'd probably just fall because yeah. it's great. It's it's honestly an impossible situation. There's no way for her to get out. So the only thing she can do is just survive as long as she can, because mm-hmm. there's no way for her on her own physically to escape this situation. And so then the question becomes, do I just try and hold out and hopefully something happens or do I give up with the notion that really what else can I do? And I think one of honestly the scariest parts about it is when she looks across and sees blood marks because uh, from somebody else who had also tried to keep themselves Mm -hmm. up and had eventually slipped. And then you realize, oh, so this isn't the first time this has happened. And they did not survive. Um, She is in the way that her body is contorted in this really just look like she just kind of dropped in there. And like, because her leg is like bent backwards behind her. Her hands are all bloodied. Which is another thing, yeah. It's the way that they did the makeup on the hands. I believe that shit is raw. (laughs) And also, (laughs) which also, though, you're right. I think that's also just a testament to her acting is because I truly believed that that shit hurt. There's a part where she's trying to dry her hands so that she can scoot herself back up. So she has like rub her hands on her jacket and she's blowing on them. And the effort... 
and of which it takes for her to be able to do that and the way that you can tell that that is stinging oh my gosh i just think it's so well done and i honestly one of a a thing of the thing about a short because like you said a lot of the times you don't have a lot of dialogue which honestly too can also be helpful because sometimes dialogue especially when it's very on the nose is hard to say and a lot of stuff in shorts is on the nose so that's another thing too is sometimes it's easier without dialogue because then it's purely based on just perform and you know showcase it on your face as best you can this is a perfect example of that there's absolutely no dialogue it's all just her Mm -hmm. just screaming and fighting for her life and it's insane how tense this one made me particularly because like we said that is it it's just her trying to move herself back up a yeah, wall just scooting back. <laughs> just, that's literally just it. <laughs> a boot scooting boogie and it stressed <laughs> me the fuck out because yeah. the fact it's knowing it, it's because when i think about in situations like this it it's crazy because you would think that if you could see where you were going to fall to, that that would be worse. But I don't know if it is because this having it be this like black hole abyss that these eerie guttural sounds are coming out of almost mm-hmm. feels worse because you don't know yeah. what you're falling into. It's it's a hope that it's not a horrible, painful death, but like <laughs> you really don't know. Yeah, and honestly, I like this one so much that I'm not even going to ruin the ending Mm -hmm. for you guys, because I do think you guys should watch it, but the ending, I think, is perfect. I think how they chose to end it um, was the best way, because it's just one of those situations where um, you're just layering onto a situation, and I think what they end up doing with this one is very smart and goes very much in line with the rest of the short and it's just really well done. Yeah. Like, def- definitely a little shining star on this yeah. list. Yeah, and also, too, I would never have even probably checked this one out because it just looked... The cover of it looks so different than what I mm-hmm. usually look for when I'm looking at these types of things. So I don't think I would ever would have even watched this one. So also, shout out to all the homies on Instagram who gave us recommendations because this was one of them. And I'm so glad that I watched it because this one gave me the heebie-jeebies. It's just absolutely (laughs) a horrifying idea. But our next one is one that we actually watched on stream with a couple of the homies way back when. But this one's called Ignore It from 2021, um, coming from Sam Ebenson of Grimoire Horror. And this is more so what i wanted from the don't look away short because it's a similar it's like it's a similar concept but it's the opposite where you have this family who um apparently are dealing with some sort of forced creature what have you but the whole idea is they are okay as long as they do not pay attention to this creature Mm -hmm. as long as they ignore this creature they're good the thing is This creature very much wants to make its presence known. And so the family's trying to have dinner and it's a it's a husband, wife and their two kids and they're trying to eat. But this creature just kind of comes up to the table and starts like messing with the kids or whatnot. Mm -hmm. It just gets very tense to the point where the family can't really contain themselves anymore. And from the moment that they slip up, everything just kind of falls into chaos. 
And I think what I like about this one is it again, it does very similar things to Don't Look Away, where it's like we have dialogue in this one and they even set us up, but they keep it short and simple. Like the dad sets it up from the beginning, like, hey, here's the deal, son. The thing is back again, but you know how to deal with it. Just don't look at it. You set up the premise so that everybody knows. And then we just watch this family struggle to ignore this thing. Mm -hmm. And it's compelling. Like, it's fun to watch. It is. And you know what's kind of smart, too, about this one is that there is, you're right, it's very cut and clear, hey, she's back. And this time, we can't look at her again. Like, mm -hmm. that's it. That is, it is what it is. We've done this before, right? Everything's fine. But also, I think what I like about it is because of the family dynamic and because you're dealing with kids and you're dealing with a a wife who's kind of sick of this shit and a husband who's like, this is just the way that it is. It it works even, it adds like another layer for the dad to keep being like, I don't want to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it because it almost adds to his character of just saying, this is just the way we live now. I don't need to explain it to you. This is just how it's going to be. Yeah, it's fine. There's a little bit of family drama in there. Yeah, it adds to the drama because you do feel this idea of the dad is really which i mean it is what it is like you're not supposed to talk about it you're not supposed to look at it but also at the same time it feels like he's just okay with the way that things are so much so that he never even explained to them last time why this was happening there was no sort of explanation it was just do what i say and do as i say and you can tell that the mom is feeling some type of way about that she does not want her family to have to deal with this. And then the kids are just completely in the dark. And so it kind of works for him to just have that very shut down mentality because they don't have to explain it. We don't get that over explanation that then kind of ruins things. And we also get left with a situation where the kids are really in a bad spot, which honestly, this is one of the, the few ones on this list where I think we kind of get some real implied violence mm -hmm. <laughs> potentially to children. Um, but it's, it's this one. I love the way that it ends. I think that it is a really cool concept and to have this thing where it's the whole purpose of it is to pretend like it doesn't exist. That also works really well. I think for the design, because you can show as little of it as possible and it still works plot wise. Yeah. It almost works better plot wise because mm -hmm. The whole point is we do need to keep our eyes off of this as much as possible. There's, and then it there's like the one point where the creature grabs the daughter's shoulder yeah. and you just see the like ghostly hand come out of the darkness. It's actually a very cool shot the mm -hmm. way that it happens. Uh, but I also noticed that like, yeah, in horror short films, a lot of hands like it's it's yeah. very easy to just, you know, make up. It's easier to make up some hands than it is to make up an entire creature. So you see a lot of like hand play with some of the scares. Yeah. And I mean, you can definitely tell that there was maybe a higher budget for this one mm -hmm. because there are some cool effects. Yeah. Um, we get a lot more stunts uh, in this one. And so that and it, honestly, it looks cool because they do a good job of even by the end of it, we still only hear this lady and we still only see her in reflective like surfaces. And so and that even helps because I think it's easier to digitally 
work on something like that because it's okay if it looks a little off because it's a spoon. You're watching her reflection in a spoon. Like it's mm-hmm. going to look a little weird. But I will say if I was the girl, I would have taken my glasses off because I think if I didn't have my glasses on, it would be very, very easy for me so to easy. ignore somebody. Yeah. Like I can't I, see her anyways. So. I literally can't see her. I really can't. I don't even, even if I wanted to, I can't. So yeah, I probably would have taken those off. Mm-hmm. Um, and also too, I will say, I think in this one, the performances are, are really strong. I think mm-hmm. especially from the kids. Yeah. I think that they're really, really believable. And I think that this is another one that's good length of time. We don't spend too much time diddly dallying it's like we literally jump in we go to the dinner and then things go wrong and i do also appreciate how much time we get of things going wrong we get a whole solid minute of action yeah and we don't always get that in shorts it's usually a long long build up for you know the the last 10 15 seconds but in this one we spend quite a bit of time kind of getting some implied some implied violence mm-hmm. and it's actually really really it works really well yeah they do a lot with sound for the implied yeah. violence and it's it's really good sound design mm-hmm. um definitely worth it you guys should check this one out it's another really good one but actually coming from the same channel uh so the grimoire horror and directed by the same director sam evanson we have another one that i actually found like right before we recorded that i watched mm, and a i special request this was another <laughs> special request from me but uh this one is called the changing room and mm. this one actually was recommend it was part of the reason that i watched it was it kept popping up in the recommended for almost every single one of these like other ones that we watched it kept popping up as Mm, recommended and so i kept seeing it and the cover photo of it is her standing in there with all them different mirrors and i thought it looked really cool and so yeah i watched it this is another one that's about four ish minutes and Mm -hmm. so it was a shorter one and i thought that's that should be easy, but this is another simple premise. A girl is in a store, picks up some clothes that she wants to try on, goes into a changing room. It has two mirrors on both sides that reflect into each other, so it creates that kind of mirror abyss that we've all seen somewhere. And she catches sight of something coming towards her in the mirror and tries to get out before it reaches her. This one to me, I this one was super cool. I I think once again, we're dealing with a pretty simple premise, but we're dealing with something that everybody is familiar with. Mm-hmm. This kind of mirror, mirror on mirror crime where the mirrors <laughs> reflect on each other. And I think everybody has seen that. And I maybe I'm crazy in saying this. I think that everybody has looked at that and just thought, what, what if, if uh, yeah <laughs> what if there is some kind of weird going on i think everybody has done that thing with their reflection where they kind of i especially if you've ever been to like a hall of mirrors yeah and you've like messed around and watched your reflection go back 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 and i always used to think well what if my reflection all the way back there like did like something weird some yeah <laughs> yeah um it plays on that idea but i actually really like the way that it unfolds because 
although I kind of knew what it was going to be going into it because it's playing on, I you know, a very specific thing that I think most people expect. When, when you see mirrors in a horror film, you know what it's going to be. It's yeah. either going to be your reflection being doing some trick shit or there's going to be something else in the mirror trying to get out. It, it is mm-hmm. what it is. And so... I once I realized it was going to be something getting out, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. But I actually think it looks, it plays out very cool because the thing that it is is really like crickety and creaky. It's a person, but the mm-hmm. way that they move, it's like they're breaking their bones every time they move and they're stepping because of the bottom of the changing room is being reflected in all the mirrors. It's like they're stepping into room after room after room coming yeah. into the actual room and it looks it looks great. Like it looks the, fantastic the effects, for a mirror effect. So yeah. good. The effects in this look great. And especially to have a mirror, y'all know, we've talked about this before with dealing with mirror shots. It's an extra element that you're going to have to figure out filming-wise because you get these large, expansive, full-room views of the mirror and you have to make sure that none of the crew or the camera or anything is ever reflected in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, dude, I don't know. The effects in this one look awesome. I think this one across the board has the best effects uh, for me, and particularly the ending of this. I like, mm-hmm. I would love to see a behind the scenes of how they shot this one. Well, it's funny that you asked because they actually do have a behind the scenes. Do they really? Um, for this particular one. Mm-hmm. I watched like a tiny bit of it mm-hmm. and it looked like they made an entire like mirror room basically to shoot this in. Like mm-hmm. they constructed a room from scratch from it. It's really cool. I definitely recommend checking that one out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in the realm of reflections, though, our next short from 2021 Ballerina coming from Aaron Fratkin of Social House Films. Um, A similar idea of playing with evil reflections, um, but with a dance element added in. Mm -hmm. Um, This one, we have a ballerina who is going to uh, practice or rehearse, as far as we can tell. Um, And then while she's doing so, she notices that her reflection is being strange. Um, And what's kind of fun about this one is, like, there's an element of playfulness with this particular short, because at first she's definitely creeped out once her reflection, um, you know, acts of its own accord. But then there's like a little bit of like a, like a Simon says between the two where she's Mm -hmm. like dancing alongside her reflection. Um, But then somewhere along the routine, the reflection gets upset with her and then starts breaking her bones. And the effects, talk about effects. This was my, effect number one because the way that those bones were breaking was so unnerving yeah because uh, the the basically the reflection is breaking its own bones but when it breaks its bones it's breaking her bones yeah. in real time and it's just it looks really cool yeah it's like it's not hurting the reflection it's only hurting her mm-hmm. um and yeah because you're right she she sees her reflection it freaks her out she goes to leave and then, oh, she realizes that her reflection is kind of like a goofy ass. Like, I, she, <laughs> she's just kind of goofy. And so they have this kind of dance thing where the reflect, like, her reflection can't do ballet. 
she when she moves it's very floppy and mm-hmm. flexed and and silly and so every time her reflection doesn't move she copies it in proper ball- ballerina form and then yeah there reaches a point where th- there's this move that they keep repeating the reflection can't get it and she keeps going and going and going and it almost feels like they're okay and then I, it almost seems like the reflection gets kind of pissed that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that she keeps trying to get her to do this a specific way. And so because she doesn't even realize that if she does something, it'll hurt her. It's actually a realization that she comes to and then she starts to enjoy it because she like twists her ankle and when she does that, I, honestly, it's not even I don't I don't think it was intentional for her to to twist her ankle she just does it Mm -hmm. and then when she does it breaks the actual girl's ankle and then after that the reflection's like ah shit okay (laughs) let's try this let's figure this out the fingers one i think looks very good that one Mm -hmm. looks insane that one looks super painful my my only critique (laughs) for this one i don't always believe that the the injury matches the reaction okay like i don't feel the hurt in the same way that i did in like curve or or even in the changing room like the i feel the fear Mm -hmm. but for her fingers to have been broken, it just doesn't seem like it hurts that much. <laughs> mm. Like I, so just I, by the way she reacts, it doesn't feel like it hurts that much. I, I, I could see that. Um, I think I think that's a fair that's a fair critique. Um, but again, with short films, you know, the level of comfortability with expressing and acting um, will vary sometimes. And I know that the person who was playing the ballerina is a trained ballerina. Mm-hmm. So they are a trained dancer. Um, I don't know how much within the acting realm they have they have experience. But, I mean, I get it. It For me, yeah. it didn't bother me that much. But I will say, like, after the finger was broken and she, like, stood back up before the final, like, uh, neck, neck break, mm-hmm. I did think to myself, you recovered from that handbrake <laughs> kind of quick. <laughs> like damn girl <laughs> like you got you over that strong. pain kind of quickly i did think that but mm-hmm. I, I still really enjoyed the short overall oh yeah still a cool premise i love it being a dancer um i think say, you saying that i think it's very obvious that she is a trained dancer um which honestly i'm happy i prefer them do a professional dancer then focus on it being an actor and try and work around the dancing because I do think her dancing is so important to this story. And so especially for her to be on point, like we don't need we don't need to try and (laughs) we don't need to be throwing random people on point. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. So I am actually very appreciative that they said we're going to focus first on the dancing because dancers are expressive. They Mm -hmm. are actors in a regard. They are most dancers are playing characters when they're dancing and especially baller like ballerinas because every ballet that they're doing is a story it's swan lake it's romeo and juliet so they're acting so i do think it was important that 
that was the main focus because I honestly did enjoy watching her watching her dance yeah. and even though I, even the ending dance bit i was like i'm kind of here for mm-hmm. this the, the yeah. credit, oh, the credit the dance sequence i was yeah. like i like this this is fun that was yeah that was fun so yeah i i enjoyed that also so i know i also did ballet when i was younger and i fear that i looked more like the reflection uh <laughs> doing ballet than i ever did <laughs> the regular girl but that is because my feet naturally turn in so oh. ballet was not made for erica and erica was not made for ballet <laughs> uh so that is moving us up in time we're getting closer and closer to our current year but going back to last year we had the back rooms, which was made by Kane Pixels. Now, the short film uh, is circa 2022. However, the actual idea of the back rooms goes back further than that. Yeah, right? like the back rooms is like its whole internet sensation thing, and like mm-hmm. I don't even want to attempt to start breaking down the back rooms because there is whole subreddits and communities dedicated to this particular idea but the short version is the back rooms is this idea of like an alternate space that exists next to our own where Mm -hmm. for any gamers out there the idea of like no clipping which is kind of like accidentally going through a wall the idea is like you accidentally fall into the back rooms and the a lot of people at this point have seen the imagery of it but the most recognized imagery of the back rooms is like this um empty office looking space very yellowish colored um the sound of fluorescent lighting just always buzzing it's just this idea of like this very uncomfortable unsettling space where you never Mm -hmm. really know what's around the next corner it could literally be anything around that corner and so like the idea kind of revolves around that People have since expanded vastly on this. Um, But in 2022, we got this rendition um, in short film, um, Mm -hmm. in short film form, which I thought was really well done. And I think captured a lot of my understanding of what the backrooms represents. I think that it was a very good portrayal of what this community has established. Mm-hmm. This is my second time watching the back rooms. The first time we watched it on stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say the first time I thought it was very well done, but it didn't scare me. But for some reason it did this time. I think partly because since then I've gotten a little bit more versed in analog horror. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little bit more familiar with some of the characteristics that are consistent across the board with that. And also too. I also just think that I've, I don't know if open's the right word, but I think I've put myself more in the position of imagining how it would feel to be in this kind of endless maze where nothing makes sense and everything leans into each other. Mm-hmm. And like the idea of not being able to escape that in, I think I realize more the fear in that and like how that can be scary and i think i understand that a little bit more now than i feel like the first time i was pretty focused just on like the visuals and also i really didn't know very much about the back rooms at the time so i was just kind of trying to understand exactly what it was but i think now with some time in between and knowing more about it i 
really feel like I was more able to put myself in the POV because really this it's I mean we hear the the character's voice but it's all found footage so you can kind of place yourself in their POV and mm -hmm. it is frightening I think when you when you do it in that way especially because there are you're not just in the back rooms alone you're in the back rooms with creatures that are terrifying i mean the one the like mechanical kind of made of electronics mm -hmm. <laughs> one that we get in this is really scary it's it's really fast it the way that it moves is to super just like there is no way of really knowing what it's going to do or how it operates. And I think that's what's scary about it is just knowing that there's no way of pegging down exactly what this thing is or where it's going to pop up. Because although the back rooms for you still just feels like walking around, this thing apparently can just spawn <laughs> anywhere that it, that it needs to mm -hmm. and, and find you. And so, yeah, there is... There is something really scary about the the idea of just falling too far into a place that you can never leave. Like yeah. that, I think on in and of itself is was terrifying. And yeah, it's it's crazy well done. Yeah, in it's this. the style. It's the style for me that really makes this particular one stand out, and just how it captures, like you said, that analog horror. Um, energy that i think is very much in line with the back rooms and what they represent mm -hmm. um and then even reading like the comments of people um kind of echoing that idea of just like this is the version of the back rooms that i think a lot of people conceptualize yeah. um and so yeah it's it it's a really really well done short i think even if you don't understand or know anything about the back rooms this is a great starting point i think it's a great introduction and then from there you can kind of follow the internet breadcrumbs to your mm -hmm. satisfaction um but it's a really cool and unsettling concept and i think that this uh short does a great job of representing something that is at this point very near to near and dear mm -hmm. to a lot of people yeah i think people who are fans of this are pretty pretty diehard and honestly i understand i understand i think that there's something really exciting about this premise because it's kind of never-ending mm -hmm. like you can kind of create anything any space and do whatever you want there because it doesn't really exist and the whole point of it is being unpredictable but predictable at the same time mm -hmm. and i feel like that those two things working together, I understand why that's really exciting and also very scary. So yeah, I I really, really like this short. And on, uh, this is another one where I like the ending of it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and for a, for a premise like this, I'm surprisingly never bored. I, I almost get, if this is gonna sound horrible, but I almost get like excited when it kind of keeps tur like turning in on itself and mm -hmm. being the same thing over and over again because it just ups the tension. Really, really well done. I really enjoy that one. And also it's even spawned like a whole series of like indie games and stuff mm -hmm. like that. There's there's so much backrooms to consume. Like if, yes. you, if you really wanna go down that route, there's so much there, but really well done short. Yeah, which and we still have to play by the way. Yeah, we do, we do. 
But the last one on this list was a homie recommendation from this year. Um, it's Swept Under from 2023 from Ethan Sue. Uh, and this one was interesting. So we start off this short with some like background uh, history information about the Cambodian genocide. And then we go into this situation of a character of Cam who is like moving into a new place. Um, and his sister, his adopted sister, well, he's the one who was adopted, but mm -hmm. his sister brings him this carpet. And it's a very strange looking carpet. Um, it's got like poke. It's like a, a the fuzzy red carpet with like polka dots. Yeah. Um, like polka dots all along it in rows. But in then rows. right in the center, there's no polka dot. So it's there's, like and it's ladybug because it's like red with black spots. Yeah. And so she brings him this as like a housewarming gift. But. Um, it's kind of old and dirty. Apparently it came um, from one of the survivors of mm -hmm. the genocide. So it's got some history to it. Um, and so he kind of begrudgingly accepts it. And then that night he tries to clean it by kind of hitting it with a baseball bat to like knock the dust out of it. And then after hitting it for a second, his baseball bat gets stuck in there, which he finds very strange. Um, so he lays it out, leaves the leaves the baseball bat on it and like tries to call his sister mm -hmm. and just to be like, hey, there's something weird with this carpet. Um, but then he notices the baseball bat is gone. So he goes to examine the carpet. And then when he goes um, to look, he gets pulled in by a hand, reaches and just kind of yanks him into it. And then while he's in there, he gets smashed in the head by the same baseball bat and then disappears without a trace and no one can really find him. This short was interesting because like this one was very heavy in like the symbolism and like mm -hmm. the, I think, political commentary. I think that the director was definitely trying to portray a message about like American intervention in other places and the effects that that has mm -hmm. on the people there um, in terms of like America bringing things like weapons and stuff that countries don't need. And then watching as the countries then destroy themselves with those exact same weapons. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot being said in this particular piece. And I do think that they do try and fit as much as they can in there. But it like, although I thought it was good, it just like, it didn't necessarily hit the same as some of the other ones on this list. But I think it's because it's trying to do something a little bit different than yeah. the other ones whereas i feel like the rest of this list is more focused on either the storytelling or the horror aspect this one feels like it was very much rooted in the commentary yeah and it was using horror elements to then tell that story yeah no definitely yeah this one was very much heavily heavily rooted i think in getting the message across um while still being i think a cool idea and and having some some really interesting like ways of showcasing the message mm -hmm. the i do were think cool. the effects were really cool yeah and i do think that there was this one is to me also really the storytelling of this one is kind of in the middle where I feel like there's not too much dialogue. It's like there's enough for us to know exactly what's happening because I do think this one is more rooted in 
realism in a way where it's like it is important to know facts going into this one in a way that's different than the other ones and so there was more dialogue in this one um but it didn't feel like too much i never felt like it was over the top and i do still feel like they took time to give some really striking visuals and kind of also let that allow that to tell the story um there were some really first of all wild behavior from the sister to (laughs) to give him without asking if he even wants this because the whole thing is that cam is a survivor I mean, he got saved from Cambodia. Like, they adopted him to help him get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he has been living his life in America, but he did. He was at one point in Cambodia during all that happening. And she's just like, oh, yeah, here's this carpet to help you relive that (laughs) traumatic (laughs) part of your life. I thought it would be cool. Like, here's the carpet from there. Isn't that great? And he's like, what What the fuck? And And then guilt trips him, too, being like, you know how hard it was to find this? It's like, I didn't ask you to bring me a carpet <laughs> straight from from Cambodia. Like, I never I never asked for that. Also, where am I going to put this carpet, bro? This color scheme is so specific. <laughs> and she, yeah, she never asks him any of that. She just gets it for him, which I do think is also meant to be. I do think his sister is also meant to represent kind of yeah. this disregard and this this fake understanding of trying to say like oh i know how you feel i know what will make you feel better without actually ever consulting with him or wanting to know how he feels about the situation um i do think she's meant to represent that but yeah so there's i mean first of all swept under even the name of it is this idea i think of most people sweeping under the rug all of these lives that have been lost over the years and these horrible events in in our history. And a lot of times people like us as Americans aren't even realizing that because I don't think the Cambodian genocide is even really discussed Mm-mm. as as like an American. I don't think that that's something that most people learn in school in history. And so I think that that's part of it is like sweeping these victims under the rug and just kind of forgetting that all of this stuff even happens um which is what happens to cam because we get an, a shot later where his sister is walking all over the rug for some reason like pacing <laughs> the rug for no reason um and as a result she's walking all over him and she doesn't even know um i do also really love the part where he like pulls the hair yeah uh, because you find you find out that the black spots are their hair yeah it's because that's their heads is like the black spots Mm -hmm. it's the back of their heads um which i thought was a really cool reveal i thought that that was like i didn't see that coming Mm -hmm. i i did not expect that and so i thought that that was a really cool reveal and there's also a reveal at the end where the carpet is actually made in america Mm -hmm. it's not even in cambodian yeah um like survivors carpet that they made lovingly with their hands or whatever she says it is but i guess so let me ask you this. So is the idea is the idea that because this was made in America and that's actually what this carpet was is that it's like still coming after the survivors or is the idea that because like our that Cam was kind of disrespecting it and so now he has to pay for that 
But at the same time, it's like it's not actually the it's not actually a Cambodian I, carpet. I th- I think it was more so the idea of this unwarranted American intervention and how that then leads to the untimely death of Cam. Mm. And it's just like this was not anything that he asked for. This wasn't anything that he wanted. But because it was dropped at his doorstep, now he's kind of suffering the consequences of it. I that's that's what I took from it, mm-hmm. um, which I think does it does echo a lot of you know America's intervention in a lot of different places throughout the world. But I think regardless of what you kind of take from it, um, it is cool to see those those kinds of political statements like um, intertwined within such a short yeah. story. Um, this one for me felt the most Black Mirror out of yeah. all of them. Um, and if nothing else, I liked it for its variety and for the creativity and what it was doing with its particular symbolism. Oh, I think that you're actually, yeah, I think you're onto something there. Cause I think even too, there's that mirror of like the sister when she comes in and she says, you asked me for help, so let me help. But like he doesn't, but she's not helping in the way that he asked for yeah. her to so i think you're right it's like this idea of okay well you you called me for help so this is what you're getting and he's like but this is not what i i never asked for this yeah i asked for like you to come help me carry some fucking boxes and like yet <laughs> here you are standing and talking to my neighbor like uh so i think you're right it's like this get being given something that to from the gift some from the other person from the american is like oh this is a, such a special gift that i'm giving you aren't you happy aren't you excited you'll uh, figure it out like do what do with it what you can and then that thing like turning around and killing and you being bad yeah for and, you. and yeah. being bad for you i think i think that that i think you're right on that oh okay okay um but no yeah i actually really Although this one feels the most different for sure from the other ones. But when I like take it as its own thing, I actually do like this one. I think mainly just because I think that the what they use to get the message across, the idea and the like concept and the way that this one was cut together. I liked the use of like the old footage cut uh, cut together with this new what's going on in Cam's life now. I feel like all of that together was really, really effective and I liked it. It didn't feel like it was obviously putting forth the message, but also at the same time, it wasn't super duper like outward with that message. And I appreciated that. Like, I like that they were kind of subtle about the way that they went about it. Um, like obviously at the end, it's very clear on what it's trying to do. Like the lat when it's showing all the, the dates and things. Yeah. yeah. But I think as a whole, I feel like they did a good job of being just more symbolic than straight out saying, this is what's happening. I'm blah, blah, blah. Like I, I did like that. And I think that, um, the performance, like, I think particularly, uh, Cam, the actor who played Cam, I liked his performance a lot. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. But I asked, I kind of want to ask you now that we're rounding up, if you had to, someone's coming up and cup. What? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Someone is coming up to you. 
They mm-hmm. want to check out horror shorts. They've never really watched any. They want to know straight off the top for you, three that you would recommend for them to start with. From mm-hmm. what we watched today, what three would you give them and say, these are these are some of the best. Go forth with these. Um, I would probably say ignore it. Okay. Curve. And then top it off with the back rooms. I think those would be my three. Okay. Uh, Because I feel like with those three, you cover a large umbrella of different types of uh, horror shorts. Mm -hmm. And uh, all three I enjoyed a lot. And all three I think do a good job of telling a contained story. Mm -hmm. So I think I would go with those. Okay. I think I would go with 2AM The Smiling Man. Mm Mm-hmm. The changing room. Okay. And then probably the back rooms. Yeah. I just feel like the back rooms is a is a good one. Mm -hmm. It just feels it feels a little bit like a staple. It does. I think it's just a great because I think the back rooms is a great example of like how you can even how you despite it being a short, you can expand that. And, mm-hmm. and and but still have it be concise and and fit perfectly into the time. I feel like yeah. the backrooms is a great example of that. Curve, I freaking loved, but I will say I don't think curve will be for everybody. It's not, mm-hmm. no, but like I just want more people yeah, to see it. Yeah, I definitely want good. more people to see it. So for you, the homies, if you have not checked that one out yet, please do. But yeah, I think if I was giving just some person coming up to me asking me my recommendations, I think those three would be a great example of what horror shorts can be mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know this was fun i enjoyed going through these i got to watch some that i'd never seen before got to revisit some that i had watched but it had been a while and mm-hmm. i honestly really am excited to go check out more and yeah. kind of there are so many there really are a ton out there so many yeah and a lot of them are really good and a lot of them are at this point pretty popular too so mm-hmm. like if this is a realm that you haven't thought about exploring you should try it out there there are some hidden gems within these horror uh shorts yeah and you mu- if you were playing along with the game you must be drunk by this point yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys please don't tell if they ask what happened don't mention us we didn't have we were part of it it was a joke uh but <laughs> Yeah, if there are any that you guys would love for us to check out that we did not mention, um, please let us know. You can always talk to us on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer, like I said earlier, our Discord is always open. We are always up for recommendations in there. Uh, You can join that by clicking the link in our social media bios. And please come through. Say hello. Say hello to us and to the other homies. And also, we have been having an eye on potentially talking about creepy pastas as well. So, if you have any ones that are special to you that you think that we should uh, talk about or look into, make sure to drop those as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, please, because I'm—I don't know—I'm like I know of creepy pastas, but I've never actually like read a creepy pasta. So I'm, I'm a creepy pasta noob. Please, yeah, I need yeah. all of the recommendations. Okay, great, great. <laughs> um, so yes. Come into the Discord, please, and say hello. You can also email us. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. And like we said, no stream today, no stream next Monday, and no new episode next Monday. We will miss you, homies. Uh, Go back 
re re listen to all the old episodes in the catalog and we will <laughs> have some, a lot there are a lot and we will have some fresh new content for you guys after this little small week-long break um but whilst we're gone we'd love for you guys to leave us a rating or a review you can do both on apple Podcasts. the more we get the better recommends our show to more listeners and we just like to hear what you guys are thinking of the show so if you have an apple account and haven't done so we'd love for you to or over on Spotify, you can always leave us a rating by clicking the stars underneath our name. And we'd very much appreciate it. But thank you, homies, so much for hanging out with us as we uh, talked about horror shorts, but made a not so short episode. What a surprise. Um, but <laughs> thank you guys for hanging out. Like I said, we will miss you next week. But I hope you guys have a great two weeks and we will be back with more spooky content. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.